Welcome to Your Financial Planet podcast with David Valliere and the Synergy Capital Solutions team. This is the show that brings you synergistic financial strategies to help you enjoy the fullness of today and empower your next generation. Join us for this journey to help you synergize your finances. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Your Financial Planet. I'm your host, David Valliere. And today we are joined by our Director of Investment Committee, Eric Nahat. Eric, welcome back. Thanks. Great to be back. So uh, we've spent the last few times with our good friend, Jordan Andrusiak, talking about women and wealth and um, excited to have you back and talk a little bit about you know what's going on in the economy. Maybe give us an update on sort of the economy, the equity markets, fixed income, and then we can talk about as always, you know, what are we thinking? What are we seeing ahead? So with that, maybe I just bring you straight to it. Give us an update on the economy and what are we seeing? Sounds like a plan to me. We've seen uh, a continued rebound in economic growth. We've made considerable progress against the pandemic and with continued vaccinations, growing immunity, better testing and drugs, we see the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of COVID. Economically speaking, growth in the U.S. has been driven by uh, a resurgence of activity, low interest rates, and then unprecedented fiscal response. And some of the most interesting data we've been monitoring is high-frequency economic data, data such as mortgage applications, consumer credit and debit transactions, hotel occupancy, TSA travel traffic, U.S. seated diners, and, and travel and navigation app usage. So a lot of the data that's been tied to getting people back out there and, and spending money in the economy, all of those metrics continue to climb higher, and a number of them are back to pre-COVID levels. Uh, so great signs there. Real GDP growth was 6.4% for the first quarter, and personal consumption was the largest contributor. So strong numbers there. The unemployment rate has worked down to 5.8%. Um, Corporate profits have already made a, a, a V-shaped recovery from their plunge last year. And overall, I would say um, seeing a lot more positives than negatives out there from an economic perspective. It's really interesting as you say that we, we think about COVID. Was at the grocery store earlier and the only people wearing masks at this point were the firefighters that were in, in uh, mm-hmm. our local public. So it's nice to see people getting vaccinated and feeling more comfortable. Take me to equity markets. I know that our investment committee has, has had some some good debate around this in recent uh, months. Give us an update on equity markets. What are you seeing? Equity markets have continued to climb higher. So they're back as of today to all-time highs and up roughly about 85% since the lows of, of 2020 and COVID. So a really strong run over the past 15 months or so. And I would say 2021 has seen significant recovery from what were some of the most beat up sectors. So in our portfolios, we saw a resurgence of of value-oriented companies such as energy companies, financials, and and real estate. Um, Companies from those three sectors, I would say, have, have led performance. And a lot of this resurgence was driven by a rise in long term interest rates. In an environment of low interest rates and and, and slow growth, investors uh, were willing to pay up or or reach for for tech or disruptor type companies that could deliver significant growth. In a higher interest rate environment, 
the cost of capital is higher and, and investors start to look more closely at valuation. So that's, that's one reason why we've seen that um, shift in the type of companies that have outperformed. And it, it's a perfect example of why we think it's important to have a level of diversification and global exposure. So for us, we want uh, high quality stocks that, that, that were an anchor during volatility, uh, but we also want opportunistic exposure to some of the more cyclical areas in the economy that are now in recovery mode. Good stuff. All right, let's t- same question. Let's talk about fixed income or bonds. What are we seeing? I, w- I would say fixed income assets recovered uh, a bit. So if you recall back in the first quarter, f- fixed income assets uh, sold off after rising almost a, a full percent since the election. The 10-year treasury ha- has worked its way down now to about 1.5%. Uh, still over twice the yield it was a year ago. And, and so that's why we saw these fixed income assets sell off a, a bit in the first quarter, then, then recover a bit in, in Q2 here. That rise was driven primarily by expectations of increased growth and inflation, partially due to stimulus coming into the economy. And then, of course, fears of, of runaway in inflation, which could then push the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates quicker than initially anticipated. I would say that from a portfolio perspective, we've had our portfolios positioned with with a much shorter duration or exposure to interest rate changes, and that's helped them outperform in the the rising interest rate environment that we've seen. And then we've also added exposure to areas of the fixed income market that may outperform, I would say, in a rising interest rate environment. So holding such as floating rate preferreds and, and active managers that can move tactically and quickly in this kind of environment. Okay. I appreciate that. Let's shift the lens slightly, shift the conversation to what's next. As always, I want to kind of talk about where we are, but you know, often that's like taking a picture of a sprinter in the middle of a race. So let's talk about what's next. What are we watching for? What are we looking at? And, and talk to me about the economy. What are you anticipating here? From an economic perspective, we expect continued recovery. We expect to continue to move from the recovery to, I would say, an expansionary phase with that pace to be determined, depending on vaccine distribution, tax, and regulation changes. The Atlanta Atlanta Federal Reserve's tracking estimate for uh, U.S. second quarter real GDP growth is at 10.3% quarter over quarter, which is really strong. And that's given the labor disincentives that are still outstanding, home builders being backed up, chip shortages affecting autos, remaining hesitancy with vaccine rollouts, and, and schools partially closed. So despite all of that, we expect really strong growth still. U.S. industrial production looks like it's starting to catch up to the recent demand boost. And we still see tremendous pent-up demand from the consumer. Consumer spending could jump 15 to 20% in 2021. And Consumers have $3 trillion in pent-up savings, and, and it's not just all uh, stimulus-boosted savings, so uh, it's not all checks that people have gotten in the mail. There's close to a trillion in compensation games that are coming as jobs return. So we've made really good progress. At this point, the recovery is not complete, so there's not a rush to tight monetary policy, but we're at the point now where discussing an end to the uh, emergency easing is necessary. and. and People have perhaps seen that in the headlines as of late. The the trend improvements in that high-frequency data that I mentioned gives us confidence that we're heading in the right direction. But of course, there's still different obstructions and and remaining virus concerns ahead. So that's 2021. 
In 2022 and beyond, we expect growth to moderate or, or slow down to a more normal levels and monetary policy to begin to tighten. One of the big questions on our end is going to be inflation. So the Federal Reserve believes that the pickup in U.S. inflation will be transitory, meaning that it will abate as different, different imbalances in the economy correct as the economy reopens. And so these are some of the, the, the headlines that you've seen about lumber prices or used car prices or airfare or, or hotels. So the Federal Reserve is attempting to look through all of that price volatility. And right now, investors are giving them the benefit of the doubt. So overall, um, we're watching inflation. We're watching interest rates. We're watching taxes and, and the impact of other regulation politics on the economy. We're expecting an environment where we see high government spending and higher taxes to fund that spending. On the tax side, we expect both corporate and, and individual tax increases, though it's hard to say for certain what exactly those increases are yet. Okay. So a lot to consider there and a lot of moving parts. So thank you for that. Let's talk about equities. Give me an idea of what you see ahead for equities. Mm -hmm. So equities, as I mentioned, have had a really solid run with market valuations now more stretched than they say uh, a year or 15 months ago, my expectations are a bit more tempered for going forward. When you look at year two of a bull market, which we're now in, performance tends to be much more in line with historical averages. Uh, but we remain overweight equities and portfolios and, and still continue to see positives. With COVID data continuing to improve, widespread access to a vaccine and, and consumers extremely healthy financially, we expect corporate profits to grow and actually hit new record highs in 2021 as the economy continues to return to normal. So that, that is a positive for equity prices. Recovery is underway in both dividend distributions and stock buybacks. And I'd say the overall economic backdrop is still supportive of risk assets. And um, for us, as always, uh, you've heard me say this before, diversification remains key. We want to have exposure to U.S. stocks. We want to have exposure to international stocks, growth stocks, value stocks, as well as exposure to high-quality stocks with, I'd say, strong cash flows, good management, competitive advantages, and then also recovery holdings in areas such as the, the energy, the financials, the real estate, the travel that we saw. Okay. And, and in the world of bonds and fixed income, obviously earning our money there in terms of dealing with some of the issues you just mentioned, inflation, rising interest rates, et cetera. Fill me in. What do you think ahead for fixed income? On the fixed income side, we expect the yield curve to, to steepen over time, though I would say the movement earlier this year was more dramatic than what we'd expect going forward. Last summer, the, the Federal Reserve adopted an average inflation targeting strategy meaning that it could allow inflation to run above its 2% target to compensate for the low inflation we've seen in recent history. Essentially, they're saying that the issues of unemployment and underemployment are more important to fix than uh, the worry of rising inflation. And, and right now, it looks like the, the Fed's going to be successful in engineering that inflation. And once again, that's kind of one of the reasons that's driven the, the concerns around inflation being too high. Eventually, if that were to happen and inflation did pick up too much, the Federal Reserve would need to raise interest rates that curb down that inflation. But given their, their policy change for that average inflation, inflation targeting strategy, we would expect interest rates to remain low for, I would say, at least the next 12 to 18 months or so. We and portfolios continue to maintain a shorter average duration, or once again, exposure to interest rate change, which has benefited portfolios year to date. 
Okay, good stuff. Thank you. So we talked about where we are, where we believe we're going to be. Uh, wrap a bow on this. Help us, us and our listeners, to to understand the general thought process here from from your seat. No, of course. So when I when I look at investing, one of the things that stands out is there's always going to be uncertainty when it comes to investing. That that's not going away. If it did go away, there'd be, there'd be no return. We expect markets to be more of a grind at this point in the recovery. So it's not going to be the, the quick recovery that we saw over the last 15 months. And it's important to remember that the market's forward-looking, but this is still a, a young bull market and it's still a young recovery. So you don't want to let emotion cloud judgment. You want to focus on your long-term planning. You don't want to overact to headlines. We continue to believe that timing the market is not a viable strategy and, and that you want to continue to abide by uh, predetermined strategic asset allocation and rebalancing approaches. And uh, of course, with any kind of new cash assets, you want to integrate it in by dollar cost averaging over time. Good stuff. Thank you so much. And and Eric, as we wrap up the end of our time here, if listeners want to get a hold of you or anyone on the team, can you fill them in on where they can get you? Of course. You can reach us at hello at synergycapitalsolutions.com. Wonderful. And, and for listeners... If you'd like to subscribe, uh, you can pick up our podcast at, at any of the podcasting locations, as well as on our website at SynergyCapitalSolutions.com. We do ask if you have subscribed and you enjoy this content, please feel free to share with friends and family. I'm your host, David Valliere. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. And, and listeners, we thank you for your time. We look forward to connecting with you again soon. Thank you for listening to Your Financial Planet, the Synergize Your Capital podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Synergy Capital Solutions is a financial planning and investment management firm registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC, Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance and is not a guarantee. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Synergy Capital Solutions and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Synergy Capital Solutions and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates. Hightower Advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. 
Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisors before establishing a retirement plan.